This is the 10,000 Depositions Later podcast, episode 121. I'm Jim Garrity. Today's episode, a review of CaseTech's new AI-powered deposition preparation software. Hey everybody, I hope you're doing great and having a great week as always. As you know, in addition to providing strategic and tactical insights into the art and science of deposition, we also review goods and services that are directly applicable to your deposition practice. In episode 87, we interviewed a representative of a company that uses a novel approach to providing deposition transcripts at a fraction of the price of traditional reporters. And in episode 109, we shared with you the low-cost portable lighting that we use for videotaped depositions that provide movie studio quality lighting to amplify the impact of your deponent's on-screen presence. Today we'll talk about an artificial intelligence assisted website that allows you to generate near unlimited deposition questions and topics. Now I should mention before we get into the specifics that in episodes where we review third-party goods and services, we do not accept advertising from the companies we are discussing, we don't accept compensation, and we don't preview our observations or thoughts. We simply share with you what we know and what we've learned and used in our deposition practice. All right, so the website feature introduced just 90 days ago is called CoCounsel, and its creator is CaseText, a company that says that for the last decade has been devoting its resources to applying artificial intelligence or AI technology to the practice of law. CaseText describes its new co-counsel program as an AI legal assistant powered by OpenAI's ChatGPT4, which is currently OpenAI's most advanced version. OpenAI zeroed in on CaseText, we're told, as a partner to help tailor ChatGPT4 to the practice of law, at least in part because of CaseTech's prior work in legal technology including at least the last five years applying large language models to legal issues. So the co-counsel program is now being used by a number of national and international firms, and I suspect that this program and others like it will quickly become as ubiquitous as Westlaw and Lexis, at least in part because of its ability to become a force multiplier for lawyers and litigators, meaning that it will vastly speed up the completion of tasks that can now take hours or days and possibly do so with greater accuracy. Now, obviously, this podcast and the books are exclusively focused on deposition practice, and so we zeroed in on co-counsel's prepare for a deposition functionality. But I do want to point out that co-counsel has other integrated functions that will likely prove useful to you as well in deposition-related tasks such as legal research. So you can conduct full-blown legal research in this site, just as you would Westlaw or Lexis, but with a twist. Your queries can be entered as natural language searches, just as you might send an email to someone in the office asking them to research a particular point. So gone is the need to use so-called Boolean operators, such as and, or, or proximity indicators such as same sentence, same paragraph, or within X words of each other. 
the query box in the legal research memo function of co-counsel in fact specifically tells you to use normal sentences like you would to a colleague and to include all relevant information like jurisdiction, background facts, and anything else that might be relevant to your query. On top of that, the site also tells us that it uses what it calls parallel search so that rather than relying strictly on the keywords that you enter into your search for case law, the AI algorithm understands synonyms and relationships between words and concepts, meaning that it allows you to find cases on your topic even if the cases don't use any of the words that you use to describe it. And if that weren't enough, a request that it prepared the legal research memo in response to your query will trigger a memo back that answers your question in narrative style and discusses the cases it found, along with, on average, about 20 pages of supporting case citations and quotes. I do also want to point out one other co-counsel feature that will help you analyze and sort through mounds of documents in your search for potential deposition exhibits. So another one of the site's many features is the ability to upload documents and essentially create an immediate and immediately searchable custom database. So let's suppose that you have 5,000 pages of documents that have been produced during the discovery phase and you need to work your way through those in preparing for upcoming depositions. Well, with this feature, you can upload those documents in multiple formats and then keyword search them very quickly. Now, as a footnote, the company does stress on its website that content processed through co-counsel is encrypted end-to-end -end and that none of your client material or data is stored or will be used to train the artificial intelligence model. All right, so in our test run, we uploaded about 3,000 pages of documents, all potential deposition exhibits, and we found that the search feature for those uploaded documents was very accurate even where the words that we searched only appeared within handwritten notations on some of the documents. Many of the documents we uploaded in conjunction with this evaluation of the site's use for deposition purposes, which of course often means reviewing documents, had handwriting scribbled at various places. Co-counsel uh, strikingly appeared to have no trouble understanding and highlighting keywords, whether they were typed or handwritten and no matter how awful the handwriting was. All right, so let's talk about the function it calls prepare for a deposition, which is the specific feature we just finished testing. So we first accessed the site using the link that I've put in the show notes, which allowed us to sign up for a free seven-day trial of the co-counsel software and all of its features. And that free trial also came with a credit bank or pool of 1,000 credits that we could use to experiment with the features. For example, each time we used the prepare for a deposition function, it would deduct 50 credits from that credit bank. As we understand it, once the free trial is over, according to the site, we could then pay for its services on either a pay-as-we-go plan or on one of its other plans up to and including $500 for a full month of unlimited access to all of co-counsel's tools, which includes what it calls uh, prepare for a deposition, which is what we're going to talk about today, legal research memo, which I mentioned just a moment ago, 
search a database function, which allows you to immediately keyword search documents in any quantity that you want to upload, which is great for needle in a haystack style analysis of documents that you might need for your deposition and a summarize a document feature, which is great for summarizing deposition transcripts. All right, back to the prepare for a deposition function. Once we created our account for the free trial and logged in, we were able to see a list of case text menu items, including that co-counsel function. Once we clicked on that tab, we were then taken to a screen where we could select one of its many AI assisted functions. And of course we chose prepare for a deposition. And this is the screen where you can describe in normal sentences, as you might type in an email to a colleague about the case uh, that you're working on and about the witness. The program will use the narrative that you enter, your description of the situation, to then quickly create a tailored set of deposition topics. And within each topic, it will further create a series of questions to ask your deponent. So for our test, we came up with three different hypothetical cases as well as equally hypothetical witnesses that we would be deposing. And I should stress that our scenarios bear no relation to any case of ours or to our knowledge, any others, although we did try to come up with realistic fact patterns. One of our samples involved intellectual property, another a personal injury case, and a third involving employment discrimination. And for each of our sample uh, narratives, we entered a description that was about 10 sentences long, which seemed more than enough to provide a very detailed explanation of our needs. Once we pressed enter, it took the system about five to seven seconds to create the first set of five topics, not the questions yet, just an initial set of categories or topics that it suggested we cover. After it created this first set of topics, we then had one of two options. We could ask it to go ahead and create questions for each of the five topics, and by so doing, effectively asking it to complete the work on our query. The other option was to ask it to continue generating more topics. And we did that. We asked it, in fact, to come up with more topics because we were interested in seeing how many we could get it to create, and at what point the software would tell us it simply had no more topics to create. So during our experiments, we repeatedly chose the generate more topics option, clicking it over and over and over again during the test to see if there was a point at which it would tell us there was no more topics. But it never did. It never said there were no more topics to generate. In fact, in an online chat with one of Case Tech's customer service reps, we asked if there was a limit to the number of times that we could squeeze the program for more topics. And the rep said that to her knowledge, it was indeed unlimited. All right, so once you're satisfied with the quality and quantity of topics it has generated, you can then ask the program to generate questions for each of those topics. Now at present, and as we learned from one of our chats with tech support, the system will currently generate five questions for each topic. So if you've generated 100 topics, it will create a total of 500 questions for you. And once it's generated those questions, it will then immediately offer you the option of downloading an editable Word document containing all of the topics and all of the questions. And with that, it closes out the task. Now, I mentioned a moment ago that it took 50 credits from our free trial bank of 1,000 credits 
to run one query in the prepare for a deposition function. At present, once your free trial period is over and assuming you choose the pay as you go plan, it will cost $50 in real money to run this kind of query consisting of one narrative description, a theoretically unlimited set of topics, and a set of questions for all the topics it generated for you. And really, that seemed quite reasonable, given the quality of the topics and questions that it came up with. And for us, the real question to ask was, what would it cost a firm or organization to have a lawyer or paralegal generate 100 on-point topics and a total of 500 well-crafted questions. Is there any conceivable way to have that done for $50? And really, if you happen to do the same kind of work over and over, you may only need to do this once, perhaps twice, to have something close to a complete bank of standard on-point questions. I ought to add as well that for one of our queries where we generated close to 100 topics, the total time invested from the creation of the query to the download of nearly 500 questions was less than 15 minutes. And that really is the power of AI. Now, I'm going to tell you in a moment the specific queries that we entered into the search field for each of our hypotheticals, but I also wanted to mention that one of the customer service agents informed us in an email that litigators should be sure to include certain details to get the best results from the initial prompt. Those details include quite clearly, who you represent, meaning plaintiff or defendant, the type of case or cause of action, who you're deposing, and some factual content, meaning what's at issue, what do you want to get out of the deponent, and so on. Certainly, the more detailed the initial narrative, the more focused and on point the topics and questions are likely to be. The rep also explained that users can tweak the results by changing the tone of the questions. For example, the rep says, a user can copy the generated questions, paste them into the chat, and then prompt the AI model to rewrite the questions on the assumption that the witness is hostile. So if you were wondering, the system does have the ability to customize the questions in the style of cross-examination. All right, now for the sample prompts. And I'm sharing these uh, that we wrote simply to give you a sense for the level of detail that you can provide the AI program for it to work from and I'll run through a sampling of the topics that each prompt generated. It wouldn't make sense to read more than a sample. There are simply far too many, and the same is true of the questions. So the point really is just to give you a sense to see its ability to generate accurate and relevant examination topics. So our first scenario that we entered was from the perspective of an intellectual property lawyer, and here's the entire query that we gave it just to give you a sense for things. Quote, I am an intellectual property attorney. I represent an author of a series of romantic fiction books for adults. My client contracted with a graphic designer in Europe to create a series of 60 illustrations for the series. My client and the designer entered into an agreement that gave unequivocal ownership of the intellectual property rights worldwide in all illustrations created by the designer. That included all notes, drafts, concepts, and derivative works. Five months after my client's books were published, a nearly identical series appeared on Amazon's websites around the globe. That series was published through Amazon's KDP program 
for self-published authors. I need a series of topics with questions for each to help me determine whether the graphic designer my client hired, created or assisted, or is otherwise behind the infringing series in any way." Close quote. So that's the entire query. And it took just a few minutes to come up with nearly 500 questions on that subject. The topics included, and again, I'm not going to list anything close to all of them, but included the following. The role of the graphic designer in creating the original illustrations. His interactions with the authors of the infringing series, if any. His own history of intellectual property infringement. What he was doing for work during the period of time that the infringing illustrations would have been created the whereabouts of financial books and records showing revenue during applicable periods, the designer's access to the Amazon KDP program uh, used to release the infringing series, the designer's explanations for similarities between the two series, including layout, formatting, color palette, typography, composition, framing, imagery, and symbolism, the designer's experience and expertise in creating other illustrations, similar to those in the infringing series. The designer's history of working with the Amazon KDP program, access to or knowledge of software or tools used to create the infringing series, and websites used to store or house work that the designer created. All right, our second scenario, quote, I am a personal injury lawyer. I am deposing the driver of an 18-wheeler hauling hazardous chemicals who, because he looked away from the road, to check his phone for text messages, did not notice that traffic in front of him had stopped. As a result, he struck the rear of my client's car, injuring my client and his passenger. I want to know details about the driver, his driving history, and details about what he was doing that morning, just before and at the time of the accident. I also want to know what he told the company and others, and I want to know if he was drinking or using drugs or on medication of any kind. Topics that the site created included his driving history and qualifications, his state of mind and physical condition at the time of the accident, his communications with his employer following the accident, the company or personal devices he was using that day, his training and experience with hauling hazardous chemicals, the audio, video, and other methods the company used to record drivers and other information inside the cabin his work schedule and activities during the seven days prior to the accident, his history of traffic violations or accidents, his explanations as to what he was doing at the time of the accident, his recollection of weather and road conditions at the time, his account of his actions immediately following the accident, his knowledge of the specific hazards associated with the chemicals that he was hauling, and his account of any mechanical issues with the truck on the day of the accident. All right, third and final scenario that we gave the AI software. Quote, I am an employment discrimination lawyer who represents employers. I will be questioning the plaintiff who alleges disability discrimination. The plaintiff claims that he was not promoted to the chief of information technology within the computer department of a large healthcare insurer because he has a history of heart attacks and occasionally needs time off for medical appointments. He worked for the company for two years before seeking the promotion, and he claims that he was substantially better qualified than the winning candidate, who does not have a history of disabilities or illnesses. I need you to generate a series of topics to help me understand his knowledge, skills, experience, and background, 
and to help me understand every fact that he is aware of and upon which he bases his claim of disability discrimination. Close quote. And again, these are all purely hypothetical. The topics that it created included the following. The plaintiff's qualifications for the chief of information technology position, his history of heart attacks and medical appointments, the qualifications of the candidate who was ultimately promoted, any interactions or conversations the plaintiff had with the company regarding the promotion process, his awareness of any company policies or practices that he believes may have contributed to the alleged discrimination, his work performance and accomplishments during his two years with the company, any feedback that he got from the company about his qualifications or candidacy for this promotion, whether the plaintiff believes there was any bias or animosity from specific individuals involved in the promotion process, his awareness or lack of awareness of the company's history of promoting or not promoting employees with disabilities or chronic illnesses, any other evidence the plaintiff believes supports his claim of disability discrimination, the extent to which the plaintiff's heart condition impacted his ability to perform his job duties and his understanding of the company's promotion process and criteria. Once again, these are just a fraction of the topics that the software created. And of course, I did not run through any of the questions, but they were all pertinent to the topics at hand. Even so, it should give you a good sense for the ability of the software to generate a near endless supply of relevant and in many cases, insightful questions for your use. All right, let's wrap up. How can this benefit you? Let's run through a range of scenarios and then we'll be done. Scenario number one, you're an inexperienced practitioner who is new to a particular practice area and you need to hit the ground running when you begin depositions. The software appears to do an excellent job of coming up with both the fundamental and more advanced topics that you'll want to cover and then crafting specific well-framed questions within each topic. Scenario number two, you're actually a very experienced practitioner in the field and you want to make sure that you're not missing anything and that your examination is as thorough as humanly possible with an assist from artificial intelligence. Scenario number three, you're in-house counsel and you want to reduce the expense associated with having your retained attorneys prepare for deposition for $50. If you choose the per use plan, you can generate hundreds and hundreds of on-point questions and distribute them to your attorneys. The creation and use of a uniform set of questions can increase the likelihood of completeness in the depositions being taken by your lawyers and reduce the likelihood of less than ideal outcomes because of the particular experience or lack of experience of a given lawyer in a particular case. In fact, you can use these to create a database of question sets on a range of topics. Next scenario, you're a lawyer or paralegal charged with the responsibility for preparing others to take depositions. You can use this particular application to generate a very large number of questions in a relatively short period of time and then quickly sort through them to either remove questions that you don't need or to add additional questions on a given topic. This application, it certainly seems, could vastly improve your output per hour if that is one of your responsibilities. Here's another scenario. 
use the software to create questions from the perspective of adversaries and use those to conduct realistic mock cross-examinations of your clients and witnesses to better prepare them. Remember that the AI is preparing its very best and most insightful questions. So this is a tremendous use for them. You can also create and store question sets by type of case to routinely provide to your clients early on, which should allow them to better appreciate what's going to be relevant long before depositions begin. All right, two more scenarios and then we'll be done. Next one, maybe you're in an organization where the resources are limited and you simply can't afford an associate, a paralegal, or even an investment of your own time that would be required to thoughtfully create several hundred questions. Again, we were able to create almost 100 topics and nearly 500 questions in less than 15 minutes. And none of them were frivolous or random. They were all targeted and all directly related to the query that we had asked the AI software to consider. Last one. All right, you're asked to cover a deposition for someone else on very short notice. And all you literally know is the name of your client, the name of the adversary, the role of the witness, and the type of case. Normally, you might be looking at an all-nighter. But now you can keep your tickets to La Mis because you're going to be free by 8 o'clock. You can start by using the co-counsel legal research memo function to draft a research memo identifying the key precedent and analyzing it for you, pertinent to the claims and defenses. Then you switch to co-counsel's database creation and search function to upload the document productions, handwritten or not, and search very quickly for anything involving your deponents. Then finish with the prepare for deposition feature to generate dozens of relevant topics and questions. Not unreasonable to think that you could develop a fairly strong examination with this program in a matter of hours if needed. And I'll tell you now, if I had had some of these tools when I first started practicing, my genius would not have gone unrecognized for so many years. <laughs> All right, so there you have it. A bit longer episode than we normally have, but I think it was worth it. I really thought this is something that we needed to share with you. Very interesting stuff. Our experience during our trial was very positive, and we would certainly urge you to at least give it a test drive. All right, that's it for today. Thank you for listening. Remember the links in the show notes to uh, set up your own free trial if you so choose. Thanks again.